Seven Nisan. Zayin Nisan. Tzadik. His praise. 2.30. Reb Naftali related, The Rebbe said it is a good thing for someone who wants to serve God to have horses. Then you can always go out into the forests with, with some young friends to talk about serving God, to meditate, and so on. Meadows and forests are very good places for meditation. When the Rebbe spoke to Reb Naftali about this, he mentioned that when he himself was young, he would regularly borrow one of his father-in-law's horses and ride out into the forest. There he would dismount and tie the horse to a tree. Then he would go deep into the forest to practice his devotions and meditate. Quite a few times, the horse managed to get loose and escape and went back to the house of the Rebbe's father-in-law. When they saw the horse return alone, they were very worried, and they were sure the young Rebbe Nachman must have fallen off, God forbid. It also happened quite a few times that he was drenched by heavy rains while he was in the forest. Then he would come back to the house when it was already well into the night. I myself heard the Rebbe say many times that the main thing is a person's work and effort, nothing else. Everything depends on effort. Through work and effort, everyone can reach great levels. The Rebbe said, I can turn a person into a worthy Jew, what they call a guter yid, and make him just like me, literally. 231. Someone once told me some things he heard the Rebbe say about his great holiness as a child. When he was only a little boy, he wanted to be truly God-fearing. He yearned to welcome the Shabbat in the proper way, with great sanctity. One Friday, immediately after midday, he went off to the bathhouse and quickly immersed himself in the mikvah. He returned home and put on his Shabbat clothes. Then he went into the study hall and paced up and down. He wanted to fill himself with the holiness of Shabbat and with the neshama yitera, the extra soul which the Shabbat brings. He wanted to see something, but he saw nothing. Still, he longed to see something. Meanwhile, people started coming in. Someone important came in and stood at his reading desk and began reciting the Song of Songs. Rabbi Nachman went over and stuck his head into the man's desk down below. Because he was only a little boy, nobody took any notice. He stayed there and began to cry. He cried and cried for several hours until the evening. His eyes were swollen from crying. Finally, he opened his eyes, and he thought he could see some kind of light, because the candles had been lit, and everything was very bright after his eyes had been closed all the time he was crying. This gave him a little consolation. All this took place when he was literally a child. Apparently, he was said he was six years old at Rabbi the time. Rabbi Wisdom His Wisdom, 96 A truly great tzaddik must also face many judgments and accusations on high. Yevamos 122b those who oppose him silence these judgments and accusations. If a man faces serious accusations, suddenly another person may become filled with outrage and declare, I will judge him myself and take vengeance on him. The others who wanted to bring the defendant to judgment are then silenced. There are times when the accused would find it impossible to endure the judgment of his original adversary. Then, the one who wishes to take personal vengeance actually does him a favor for it is better for him to endure the judgment of that individual than that of the many. He can bear the former, but the latter would be too much for him. It is written, Phineas turned my wrath away from the children of Israel when he took my revenge among them, and I did not destroy them. Numbers 25.11 Phineas killed the sinner Zimri, taking the judgment into his own hands. Numbers 25.8 Had he had not done this, the Jewish people would have been sentenced to annihilation. But because Phineas took God's vengeance into his own hands, the accusation against the Jews was silenced. This is the meaning of the above verse. A man stands up against the tzaddik. 
He says, I will act against him. I will show him my strength and revenge. This man is actually silencing all other judgments the against the book. tzaddik. Conflict and Strife, A. 103. Never pray that a person die, even an apostate. It is better that he be killed by the hand of man than through heaven's intervention. 104. Never provoke a wicked person, especially one upon whom fortune smiles. 105. It is permitted to disavow the truth and even dispute it in order to keep the world from being led astray by a wicked person. 106. Unwarranted hatred brings great strife and conflict into a person's home. 107. The postponement, distortion, or corruption of justice bring to destruction and much pillaging, as does neglecting the study of Torah. 108. When a woman at the end of her menstruation period passes in between two men, it causes them to quarrel. 109. Pacifying one's persecutor arouses harsh judgments against him. 110. Giving one's enemies food to eat causes them to be sentenced to punishment by fire. 1. Lesson number 60. 9. The granting of children to barren women is achieved by awakening people from their sleep. To explain. There are people who sleep away their days. Although it appears to those around them that these people are serving God and engaging in Torah study and prayer, nevertheless they are actually asleep, so to speak. For all of such people's spiritual service remains down below, since it is without vitality or intellect. God has no pleasure from service like this, and such devotions are unable to raise themselves and ascend on high. Some people have fallen asleep through their physical cravings and evil deeds. Others are actually devout and admirable individuals, except for the fact that they have fallen asleep as a result of eating. For sometimes when a person eats food that has not yet been refined for human consumption, he thereby loses his face, that is, his wisdom and his intellect, as in the verse, a person's wisdom illuminates his face, Ecclesiastes 8.1, and he falls into the aspect of sleep. See more in this lesson in Likutei Moharan. Such a person must be awakened from his sleep. But it is impossible for anyone to rouse him unless he first stirs on his own, since there must be some arousal from below. It is just that when a sleeping person does rouse himself on his own, if there were no one else attempting to rouse him, he would simply go on sleeping. Thus, as soon as he stirs, it is necessary to show him his face and to dress up the face for him in the telling of stories. Now, there are 70 faces to the Torah, corresponding to 70 years, and it is necessary to dress up and disguise these faces. The reason for this is that just as when someone is healing a blind person, it is necessary to closet the patient in a dark room and to diminish the light for him so that it will not harm him when he suddenly sees the light. Similarly, with a person who has been asleep and in the dark for a very long time, and we want to show him his face and to rouse him from his sleep, we must dress up this face in the telling of stories so that suddenly seeing the light does not harm him. See this lesson in Likutei Moharan for two further reasons necessitating this approach. There are several possible variations to this matter of dressing up the face. First, there is the person whom it is impossible to rouse through his own face, and it is necessary to show him and to dress up for him a face that is higher than the level of his own face which left him during the time he was asleep. Second, there is the person who has fallen from all 70 faces of the Torah. Such a fall is very great indeed, May God save us, to the point that there is no face that can rouse him with any of the seventy faces of the Torah, which correspond to seventy years. Rather, such a person can be roused only by telling stories from ancient times, 
from which all the 70 faces of the Torah receive their vitality. Through these stories, it is possible to rouse the person from sleep, even one who has fallen from all the 70 faces of the Torah. May God save us. Fortunate is he who merits to come to a tzaddik like this, who can awaken him from his sleep with awesome spiritual rectifications like these, so that he does not waste his life in sleep, God forbid. This awakening from sleep, in turn, brings about the granting of children to barren women. For previously, when these people were asleep, they were deaf, in that they did not hear the exhortation and urging of the sage, and consequently they were unable to speak a single word before God. Since the term deaf, unless modified, refers to one who neither hears nor speaks, through remote one too. But now, when the sage awakens the person and he hears the sage's words, he can then speak holy words before God. And because the speech of such people was repressed in them for so long, because they were deaf and mute, therefore now when their speech comes out, it emerges with great strength, as in strong warriors, makers of his word, Psalms 103.20. This strength then reaches their reproductive organs, as expressed in the verse, My strength and the first fruit of my vigor, Genesis 49.3. A person must be certain, however, that the organs of speech are aligned with and close to the reproductive organs, namely the kidneys, so that the kidneys will be able to receive the strength of his speech. When this does occur, then his speech comes out with truth and sincerity, and not in the way described by the verse, you are close to their mouths, but distant from their innermost parts, literally their kidneys, Jeremiah 12.2. And then, as a result of this, the granting of children to barren women is achieved. Thus, through the true tzaddik who awakens people from their sleep by telling stories of ancient times, the granting of children to barren women is achieved. In turn, great fear and awe of God is evoked, and a person merits all of the spiritual rectifications enumerated in Achman's stories, the exchanged children. After telling the story, the Rebbe also said these words, This story is a great wonder. It is all one. The animals, the throne, and the garden are all one. Sometimes the concept alluded to in the story is given one name and sometimes another, according to the context of the concept. These ideas are a very deep, awesome wonder. The Rebbe then said, There is also much more, but it is not necessary to reveal it to you. The king in the above-mentioned land had done something representing the sun and something representing the moon. That is, the things he did alluded to the sun and the moon. The moon held a lamp in its hand, but when day came... The lamp could not shine, since of what avail is a lamp in broad daylight? Chulin, 60. This is the significance of what the night said to the day. Why is it that when you arrive I do not have a name? During the day, the lamp is of letters, no avail. Year 1, letter number 131. With thanks to God, Wednesday, Vaera 5594. My dear beloved son, you are receiving a letter which Reb Chaim Nachum, may his light shine, sent me. I am also sending you my letter to him which you also need very much. Be sure to send it off to him quickly on the first express. The address is written on the letter. If you want to copy it, you may, only do not delay sending it in order to do so. The enclosed letter to Reb Chaim Nachum will be in place of the letter which you are longing to get from me. Everything written in it is also directed at you, particularly the encouragement to speak privately with your Creator in Hitbodedut and to fortify yourself to be joyful. Write me immediately if you receive this letter. May God always gladden our souls with his salvation. The words of your father, Nassan of Breslov. 
As I am sure you realize, you should also add some words to Reb Chaim Nachum, as he will be very happy to hear from you. I originally prepared this letter to send with Reb Yosef Bereb Shmerel, the Rav's son-in-law, who is presently here, but he was delayed and did not go at all. The messenger was not here yesterday either. Meanwhile, a letter came from Kremenshug, stating that I must go there, no excuses. So I am prepared to go next week, God willing, Torah reading Bo, either before that Shabbat or after it. I'm not sure, since there is a delay with my travel permit. May God grant me a safe journey. I had already decided to send the letter to Reb Chaim Nachem in tomorrow's post from here, but it was by the hand of God that I just now got a letter from you. I was delighted to receive it because it has been several days now that I have had no letter from you. I then decided not to withhold the favor and to send the letter to him first to you. This is only on condition, though, that you forward it to him right away tomorrow, God willing. Do not hold on to it in order to copy it. Just read it carefully. Thank God you already have many beautiful letters. If it does not involve any delay, though, you do have my permission to copy it. As you can understand for yourself, this is an extremely urgent letter because it has to reach him in time for him to come quickly to Uma and to see me. God will do what is good, and he will accomplish his will and the will of those who fear him. I am too busy to write any more. The words of your father, Nussan of Breslov. From Nussan's Letters, Year 2, Letter Number 370. Therefore, the foundation of everything is attachment to the tzaddik, who is the foundation of the world, and who radiates his light in every generation. Were it not for this, the world would not continue to exist. It is therefore incumbent upon us to bring ourselves to rejoice every day over the loveliness of our portion. Ashrenu, happy are we. Blessed is our God who created us for his honor and separated us from those who err in so many ways. I was recently shown those evil and bitter booklets, a root sprouting gall and worm rot of those impious Jews who have cast off the yoke. They are constantly engaged in publishing these booklets to trap souls and send them off to hell and perdition. God save us. This bitter calamity is well known nowadays. We ought to be rending our garments in a thousand pieces over every single one of their evil, bitter, and putrid words, which are like the piercing of a sword against God, His Torah, and the true tzaddikim. All the same, we should be extremely happy, with an absolutely boundless joy, that we merited to be separated from them. For these things are not the portion of Yaakov. Due to lack of time, it is impossible to explain to you all that must be said about this. You, my son, must fortify yourself and be strong. Rouse and strengthen yourself to be joyful again and again, and to turn all the grief and sighing into joy, as we have spoken about a great deal with God's help. I do not have the time to continue any more. Put away this letter of mine, as it will be needed in days to come with God's help. You should put away and save all my other letters too, as is your custom, and do not reveal them to anyone except our comrades. The words of your father, waiting for salvation, Nustin of Breslov. Send loving greetings to all Shemot our comrades. Hatzadikim. From here are the names of the Jews mentioned in the Book of Chronicles. Bnei Zerach, Zimri, Eitan, Haman, Chalkol, Vadara. Bnei Eitan, Azariah. Bnei Chetzron, Yerachamel, Ram, Keluve, Aminadav, Nachshon, Salma, Boaz, Oved, Yishai. Eliav, Avinadav, Shema, Netanel, Radai, Otsem, David, King David. Achyotehem, their sisters, Tzruya, Avigail. Avishai, Yoav, Asael, Amasa, Yetar Yishmaeli, Yesher, Shovav, Ardon, Seguv, Yair, Ashchur Avitekoa, Yerachmiel, Ram, Vuna, Oren, Otsem, Achia, Maatz, Yamin, Eker, Shamai, Yada, Nadav, 
Avishur, Achban, Molid, Selid, Apaim, Ishi, Sheshan, Achlai, Yeter, Yonatan, Pelet, Zaza, Atai, Natan, Zavad, Eflal, Oved, Yehu, Azaria, Chaletz, Elasa, Sismai, Shalum, Yikamia, Elishama, Mesha, Maresha, Vichavron, Korach, Tapuach, Rekem, Shama, Racham, Avi, Yarkeam, Shamai, Maon, Charan, Moza, Gazez, Yahadai, Regem, Yotam, Geshan, Felet, Efa, Shaaf, Shever, Tirchana, Sheva, Avi, Machbena, Avi, Giva, Achsa, Bat, Kalev, Bene Kalev, Ben Chur, Bechor, Ephrata, Shoval, Salma, Reverend Prayers 1, Prayer number 107, 277. Help me keep the Shabbat properly, with joy, wealth, and honor, and without any sins. May I eat freely on the Shabbat. May I not be stingy regarding expenses for the Shabbat and festivals. May I have the fortitude to spend money and acquire delicacies, fine foods, and drinks with which to honor the Holy Shabbat. May I eat liberally on the Holy Shabbat, in keeping with the verse, Eat today, and in keeping with your Holy Sage's command that we delight in the Shabbat as much as we can. Eating on the Shabbat is complete godliness and holiness. It rises to an entirely different different plane than does eating on weekdays. By eating on the Holy Shabbat, may I rectify the blemishes that I caused when I desecrated the Shabbat. It is very hard for a creature of flesh and blood to keep the Shabbat without ever transgressing it. You alone protect me from doing so. But even so, I have at times desecrated the Shabbat. May I merit to eat freely on the Shabbat in order to rectify every blemish that I brought about by desecrating the Shabbat. Not to be a widower. Rescue all Jewish men from the suffering of being a widower. May our first wives live and not die. May we and your entire nation, the Jewish people, live long lives with our first wives in holiness and purity. You know the bitterness suffered by a man whose first wife has died. His steps are shortened, and the world is dark before him. And it is as though the temple has been destroyed in his days. The Paths of the Tzaddikim As a result of holy eating on the Shabbat, particularly the holy eating of the greatest Tzaddikim, please expand the holy paths that these Tzaddikim laid down. You alone know all of their struggles, how they toiled, how many difficulties they suffered, how many hardships they endured, until they forged paths through a desolate desert, where no road had ever been before, in regions where no human being had ever passed. They proceeded with dedication and worked there at length, constructing paths for the masses. But due to our many sins, due to the coarse physicality of the world and its evil desires, due to a multitude of disputes, scorn, jealousy, lust, and honor, these holy paths are hidden from most people. Almost no one seeks you and your tzaddikim with a desire to travel on their awesome paths, which are hidden from us in a variety of ways. They revealed an immeasurable amount of counsel. They provided unlimited avenues so that every individual, no matter who he is or wherever he is, whatever the moment in his life, can find the path that will lead him to you, a path that conforms to the advice, teachings, and hints of the tzaddikim, which they revealed in their holy and awesome books that have been published in our time. How great are your deeds, Hashem! How very deep are your thoughts! This refers to the concepts that have now appeared in the holy books these tzaddikim have revealed to us. But it is very hard to help a person who has free will. Therefore, all of their awesome paths still remain concealed from us. 
These paths seem shrunken in the context of our materiality, the confusion of our minds, and the foolishness of our intellect due to our evil deeds. The Shabbat and the Paths of Holiness Master of Compassion, you who show us the path upon which to return to you, help me celebrate the Shabbat in holiness and joy. May I eat freely on the Shabbat so that I will broaden and expand all of the holy paths upon which one can travel to you. By means of the holiness of the Shabbat, may we raise our feet to holiness. As the verse states, if you turn your foot aside due to the Shabbat, may all of the mitzvot that we performed on the six days of the week lift their feet from the husk and the side of evil, which derive energy from them to stand before you. In the love of your nation, the Jewish people, accept all of our mitzvot and good deeds, even the mitzvot of an unworthy person such as myself, which I performed in a state of constriction, and moreover, imperfectly. Accept all of them with love and mercy, and take pride and delight in them. Accept us as a father accepts his son. Love, magnify, and broaden our good deeds, which are insignificant and small in character, quantity, and quality. Magnify and broaden the holy path that our deeds construct. May the verse be realized, righteousness will go before him, and he will place his steps upon the path. May the steps of the mitzvot and good deeds that we Jews perform, particularly that the greatest of the true tzaddikim perform, construct a broad and paved path. And the merit of the holiness of eating on the Shabbat, broaden these paths, expand them and reveal them to your entire nation, the house of Israel, so that we will proceed upon them and return to you from all of the bad lands and roads upon which we went astray. Have compassion on us and do not destroy us. Lead us at every moment upon your holy paths that you reveal to us through your awesome tzaddikim. Guide me in the path of your mitzvot, for that is what I have desired. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. I have hoped for you all day long. Hashem, teach me the path of your laws, and I will keep at it every step. Hashem, teach me your ways. I will walk in your truth. Unify my heart to fear your name. Peace on every level. Master of salvation, my needs are many and my mind is too limited to express the slightest part of them. Please save me in every way that I require. Rescue me from argument and dispute. Help me attain peace, gain the love of friends, and walk on the paths forged by the true tzaddikim. As a result, may I live in accordance with your will and with the will of those who fear you. Place my portion with them. May I never be shamed, for I have trusted in you and relied on your kindness. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable before you, Hashem, my rock and my redeemer. May he who makes peace in his heights and his compassion make peace upon us and all Israel. And let us say, Amen.